Welcome back to King Wolves Court. Very, very late on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Just thought I'd throw this bonus episode out for you because I was meant to have an episode this week, but it fell through due to my own reasons. Um, so apologies for that. So in the meantime, we're going to go with one of our bonus episodes from season one. And this guy is one of the best musicians in the country as far as I'm concerned. And I will get that Slayer tribute band going with him at some point. If he'd ever get the finger out. He's in one of the best bands in the country as well. One of the one of the forerunners of Irish metal I think at the minute. And uh, this was a great little interview we, or podcast that we did. And um, I hope you enjoyed it again. If you haven't listened to it before please check it out. This is Tom Oylen from Psychosis. again back to King Wall's Court always sounds fucking gas when I say that kind of stuff thanks again anyway uh, so we've an afternoon show today because I've had some time on my hands and uh, my next co-host has been very very generous in coming down to me to help me out today rather than tonight so this is awesome um, just before I go on Siege Limerick was on at the weekend it sounded like it was an absolutely awesome awesome show uh, apologies again to anyone who was expecting to see Two Tales of Woe. We had unfortunate issues. Poor Lango hurt us back and couldn't play. So uh, it was too late in the day for us to try and find a replacement. So I just want to apologise again in advance to everyone that wanted to see us. Uh, the Bad Reputation fellas as well. Apologies there. Um, it couldn't be helped. And I'm sure you still love us. Hopefully. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I hope you were all good on Halloween. hope you didn't... Uh, do any uh, beating up of firemen or ambulance men or anything like that. Because that shit is stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's just what I think anyway. Because I know for a fact if 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 there was a fire in my house, I would want the fire people to come down to my road and put the fire out. But there you go. People are stupid. People equal shit. Apparently. But slip now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving on. I have a, a, good, a good, good young man here today with me. He's a fantastic fucking musician. I'm going to be saying fuck a lot in this. I do. I'm sorry if you don't like that. I know you're a young man. Um, he's in one of the best bands. Every time I say it. But I mean it. Like We have such a good wealth of bands in this country that are representing the bands or the country so well these days. And every time I say it's one of the best bands, I mean it's one of the best bands. Um, I have Tom Moylan from Psychosis with me today. But he's also in his own band, Saint Slaughter. So... What we're going to do is we're going to have a little chat about music and metal and his bands and what's going on. Tommy, welcome. James and Carl, that's quite an introduction. Yeah, <laughs> got to big up the boys, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Keen, bro. Yeah, not bad, yeah, not bad. Just kind of, you know, in between jobs at the moment, so I'm trying yeah. to just kind of get back on the 
back on the, the job front and look. Isn't it a pain in the hole when you have to... Massive pain in oh the fucking arse. <laughs> no, like, it's mad when you have... Like, I mean, I, I'm in a job that I don't, partic- I don't particularly like. We'll mm. say, uh, I'm trying to be uh, nice here because never know who'll be listening yeah, to this. Exactly. You know? um, but, it, you know, I mean, it, it's, ter- it's terrible when you have to do something like that to to have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. but look... Look for a job that you like. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I mean, yeah, I've been banking for uh, since maybe like twenty thirteen. So it was wow. like three years, three years in Bank of Ireland, and then um, it was a few months in OB until I had to get that call again. So sucks, book here. I'll get, I'll get something sorry. Of course, you will. there's so jobs out there. Right. There's jobs out there. Yeah. There really is. And uh, you're a good young young lad. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. So you are in. Two fantastic bands. Thank you. And, I, I, and again, I'm going to admit it, I don't know as much about one of them as I do about the other, so that's my right. apologies really there, I know, so that's all right, yeah. Maybe you can, I don't know, there might be some people here that may not know about both bands, actually, so we yeah. can talk about both of them, which yeah. is what I'm I'm dying to hear about. So you start off, well, first of all, tell me tell me uh, how you got into drumming. Well, I mean... You know, I was just getting into metal when I was younger and, you know, getting into bands like, you know, Metallica and Death and, you know, like Slayer. Like, I was really oh, big on Slayer. I was 15, 16. They were just good man. my favourite band in the world. Good like, man. obsessed with them. But uh, I always loved metal bands that had deadly drummers. And I'll never, I'll never forget, like, we were down, my brother Declan moved down to Wexford. And um, my brother Phil lives in America and he came over. We all went down to Declan's Gaff just, you know, to kind of fucking chill out and, you know do whatever and spend the weekend down there and we were sitting in like, late at night we were sitting in some like some bar like a restaurant somewhere and Phil was like um, we just got chatting about drummers and you know like metal bands and all this crack and um, Phil was like have you ever heard Season in the Abyss with Slayer like that that moment that song made me want to play drums awesome. like hearing just like Dave Lombardo was just He's a god. Pretty much the reason I started playing. Yeah, I worshipped Dave Lombardo. Do you still? Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Hey, but it's weird. I... It's weird how like if you look at Slayer as a band, and it's weird how like a drummer changes a band so much. You know what I mean? You can tell the difference between like stuff that Dave would write and stuff that Paul Bostaff wrote. Yes. You know what I mean? It's very. You can tell. You can tell the there's difference. There's a lack. Like, there's something lacking, and Bostock is good in his own right. Oh, yeah, but yeah. he's nowhere near oh, Lombardo. No, no, and you no, know, get towards Dave Lombardo. Um, for me, anyway, like I think I don't know, but you're a drummer. You probably I'm not a drummer. I'm yeah, a, yeah. a percussionist. Really. <laughs> uh, I found that when 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 he came back to Slayer, I, like it's almost like he reinvented himself. He relearned yeah. how to play and brought it down even more uh, organic. Yeah, like when when I heard him playing with the Phantoms, like. Mm. It was just oh, Phantoms. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ! And then he brought Very that good. kind of sound yeah. back into the in the and Slayer he, he, when he did a what was the la- the album that he came back with? Um, I think it was like it was a no, okay. God hates us all or no, was it, it was the one after mu- that. Music. No, it was the one after God hates us all. It was uh, oh Christ Illusion. That's the one. Christ, Christ Illusion. Yeah. yeah, but like you could hear yeah. like, such a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like Flesh Storm when it kicks yeah, in, and you're oh, just like, oh god. Well, it's cool. Even he's doing the whole Dead Cross thing now with Mike Patton, which is really that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. cool. It's like those two were meant to be playing music. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you know? it was mad. Like seeing like Fight No More supporting like Napalm Death, and I'm just like, mm. or no, it was the other, or was it the other way around? I can't remember, but it was just like that is the oddest. <laughs> world, like, but uh, yeah, Dave definitely for sure. You know, and then I got kind of got into. You know, I got into like Dream Theater, the whole, you know, Mike Portnoy, and I got, you know, the early Metallica. Lars is just unbelievable. 
Lars. Now? Back then he was. Lars, I mean, like you say, I mean, people can say what they want about Lars. Like, he's still a legendary drummer. Yeah. You, know I mean? you don't lose it overnight. You don't lose it no. like, just like that. It just seems like it's not that he lost his ability. I think he just decided to change his style. He went from like proper full blown thrash metal drums into you know kind of standard 4-4 four, four hard yeah. rock which is cool as well I suppose if the, you know, if, it, if it serves the, the music and the song yeah. you're playing but I mean it, like I remember trying to play some of his stuff that was on Justice and it was just no not a well, no way like not, it's not happening like Dyer's Eve is just oh, what can't, do it, cannot do it like, <laughs> but they were even with that album they were going into and this is actually one of my top five as well. So, but uh, they were going into songs that were like seven to nine minutes long and like odd time signatures and all this yeah. crack. And I'm just looking like you know. No. But you know what? That, that album is like like it holds you. Oh, it does. It yeah, really we actually it. listened to it there for the for the all the way through for the first time in ages a few days ago. I just forgot how just unbelievably good it was. Like, yeah, you know? I, I I do that as well. I, I rediscover yeah albums yeah exactly. And then I can't get them out of my head. Yeah, I can't stop listening to them. Yeah, and then I stop listening to them again. But, uh, and, and I mean other drummers like uh, who else like Gene Hoagland I was just gonna just, say yeah Gene is just he's a the atomic clock you know what I mean he's a freak he's an absolute freak I watch his drum cams all the time and I mean he's been in so many deadly bands like he's playing yeah. with Testament now he's That's, playing with Death I can't and wait to see him with Testament oh yeah he's gonna be I've seen because <laughs> I've seen him with Death and I've seen him with Dark Angel and um, like all the stuff with like Strapping Young Lad and you know Death Clock and all that stuff yeah. but he's you know definitely be up there as well. I, I would have liked to see like, him replace Lombardo. That's who I would have liked to see. Well, that's him. Well, well, originally. He actually, he was actually Dave Lombardo's drum tech. That's right. For yeah. years. So, uh, I did, I did, did I hear something that he was, he tried out for them and he didn't get it or something or he didn't, he was going to and he didn't or something. Oh, I would have loved him to see him. Or do you know, I don't know if you ever remember Chris Contos. Remember him? He was no. the original uh, Machine Head drummer. He's on oh, oh, when Dave McLean was in yeah. Second Reich. Yeah. Uh, he was in Born My Eyes, yeah. Oh, was he? No, he was on the Born My Eyes album. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, I would have liked to see him. Yeah. Chris Pantos, he's a, f- oh, he he's a very beast good. of a drummer. Yeah, that album's very drummer. So I remember when they were talking about replacing Dave Lombardo, I was like, oh, I'd like to see either Hoglan or... Or even Charlie Benante, someone like that. Like yeah. Charlie's from Anthrax, he's just... Again, he's another one of those drummers like the the, the fast double bass at the start of um, Among the Living is just yes, yeah. I don't know how he does it. Like and he's old school. Yeah, he's old he's school. An old school. Yeah. That was the kill thing with Gene Hoagland. I think like there was a time when Gene was playing, he was double setting every night with like Testament and Anthrax. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, every night. That's... I mean, so when everybody played, everybody played forty-five shells. He played ninety shells. Oh you know my what god! I mean? Just on his hands were just in bits. Like, like after every and, single show. And he's not exactly the, the smallest guy in the room. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. He's a of the look he's myself. A, he's, he's like a, a larger guy. He's, he's a big guy. Like yeah. he's very very big. And to do two shows of, of high octane playing yeah. like that. Yeah. Like I he mean, was born to do it. Oh Like man. he was born to do it. But isn't that like there you go? That comes back to doing the job he loves, doesn't it? I mean, I'm not, not, yeah, it's a job. It's a job for him. But he loves doing it though. Yeah. I think we all attain to get something like that at some stage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, go on and tell me what how you what, you, what bands were you in? Uh, well, I was in. I was actually in a covers band when I was in with Nate Dale Skill, and we just covered like indie rock. You know, we covered like you know like Arctic Monkeys and the Killers and oh, all this crap. Yeah, no, that's, it's good. Like you know, some I mean, of that's alright for it's uh, for what it is. Like yeah. it's grand, you know what I mean. And then just kind of uh, just wanting to get into a metal band, and I meant Crossfire. Uh, Crossfire, like I, you know, I got, you know, I got to know the lads in Crossfire, and then they asked me to play, uh, like a New Year's gig, in mm-hmm. 2013, 
because uh, their drummer Dan couldn't make it, so I had like I think they gave me like twenty four hours notice to learn the songs, and then that was kind of like yeah, I kind of want to, I would kind of want to start playing gigs now for a band. So, <laughs> and it was around the time that uh, Owen Clark had left Atominated, and he was like he was finished, he was done. Da, 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 da. And it's funny because before Owen was in Atominated, he was actually in a band called Saint Slaughter. Oh, yeah, with uh, other people. I can't remember. Jeez, I can't remember who. I think Not the it, same one. Not the same. It, it, this iteration of Saint Slaughter is different to the other one. The other one, um, and they're not related in any way. No, they? but I think one of the lads out of Tenton Slug was in the band. Oh, okay. I think Ronan might have been in the band hmm. as a guitar player. Well, he does play guitar. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Um. So and then Owen joined, terminated. That finished. Terminated split up. Owen wants to start a band again, and I got friendly with Owen from, from chatting to him or whatever, just being out with the club, and then he sends me a message being like, yo, I heard you're a good drummer, do you want to try out with this band? And I was like, yeah, grand, that you showed up to jam, and they were like, Owen and Jeff, our guitar player, actually used to be in a band called uh, Damage Flag. Do you remember Damage Flag? I remember the name, yeah, yeah there's used, a lot of bands I remember He used to be in a band with Damage Flag, it called Damage Flag, but he was, the other guitar player was Jude of Acid Age. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and then Jude left, he started Acid Age, and blah, blah, blah. And then, so I showed up to jam with uh, Owen and Jeff, and then they were like, yeah, you're in. And then they ended up on Facebook the next day. So yeah, that's how we got into Science Slaughter. But it was gas because Jeff had like had all these tracks that he'd done himself already. So he had like five tracks, and then we sent them. They're what we used to send to, to give it to Dan. He was like, here, listen to this, see what you think. And he was like, yeah, these are good to go for. I remember our first Carnage gig, we were actually opening for uh, Job Seekers and Twisted Off Hypocrisy. Oh, wow. That was our, that That's was a mix. Yeah, it was, it was a good gig, though. I'm vaguely, I, I will never forget, because we, no we had no bass player at the time. And, um, oh, we did, but it was Sean, actually, Sean Kelly was our old... Uh, Sean Kelly. Bass player, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had to he had to leave. He just wasn't into metal anymore. So we were like, all right, gone, fair enough. So we had to find another bass player, and we actually had to get Connor Jordan out of Crossfire to fill in on bass for us. We had to get him up to speed, learn him, teach him all the songs. Yeah, I vaguely remember me and Matt O'Brien outside Fivers with Connor trying to teach him, uh, <laughs> trying trying to teach him fucking hostile by Pantera because we wanted to cover that. So we were like, no, it's this, it's this, Jesus. So uh, yeah, it was a fun gig. So, so tell me more about Saint Slaughter because I'm not, yeah, like I'm, most people that will probably know you on this it's, will be from Psychosis, but yeah. tell me a bit about uh, Saint Slaughter. Slaughter's pretty much kind of like it's like thrash with a bit of groove because we're all kind of Owen's very Owen and Jeff are really into like Pantera and Testaments. Uh, I'd be more into like the more aggressive end of the things. Yeah. Like I love like thrash that's really really aggressive. Like I love like Demolition Hammer and Toxic Holocaust and Skeleton Witch and Warbringer okay. and Havoc. You know all these bands. Nasty, they nasty bands. They love, yeah, exactly. Like, but they love those bands as well. But I think Jeff's more of like a really groovy guitar player. Like he loves like uh, like Alex Scone, Like he loves Dimebag, and he loves like his best favorite man of Pantera. So okay. and then like Owen loves like stuff like Sepultura and Sandmore Paramedics yeah. and you know bands like that. So when we all kind of put that together, and so yeah, that's, that's a great mix. Like. Yeah, I think it's cool like, when you have when you have band members that are all into kind of different stuff. It makes for a better. It makes for more interesting kind of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it definitely does. Like, so yeah. And then at the moment, uh, Rats is currently mixing our EP. Oh, lovely! Yeah. So we're trying to get that out. Did you rec where did you record that? In we actually place? we recorded no, we recorded it with Gal uh, Gavin out of Axial Symmetry up in um, Troubadour. Oh, right, really? like just in one of the rooms. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So I tracked all my drums in there. I think there's five tracks on it. I think I did 
almost living five tracks and maybe like 10 hours so it was like wow. two, two five hour sessions but we still used like no click we still used the uh, the demos that we had that yeah because they were like they were done to a click so we were like alright we'll just use these and I knew them at the back of my hand yeah so we did that and then when it came around to Jeff doing guitars Jeff didn't track guitars to the drums I laid down he tracked guitars to the demos as well alright so it, when it came when Gav went to mix it it kept kind of <laughs> time we were like fuck so we had to re-record all the guitars and then we had to re-record vocals and then when Tank Ian joined the band god he did he <laughs> saved us thanks uh, Ian yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian's in the band since maybe last year Lovely. I think and um, and he's fitting in well oh he? he's just he's man Tank unbelievable <laughs> he's just too good um, but I was, I was walking out of psychosis practice out and Bray with Grant and Jay and they were just I was saying something, Jesus Christ my head's fucking wrecked I don't know how I'm going to get to to for a bass player and they both said get Tank get him yeah. and he luckily he did it so but he's, uh, he did all the he tracked all the bass guitar up in Jeff's house up in Belfast so right. we got all that sent all onto Rats so Rats is, should be current, currently mixing and mastering it so uh, and, uh, we're just dying to get the mixes back now because he sent us back a rough mix and I listened to it and I was like holy shit <laughs> like just so could not cool, believe like, for a rough mix as well like, just, he's just is he mixing that in 4k is he or? I don't know I think he's just he has all the stems at home so I think he's just kind of right, just yeah. mixing it at home like but but isn't it great he's so busy he's yeah. so busy it's 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 hard to get him you know what I mean because he's busy with so much stuff he's so very busy now and that's great to see it. Guy, yeah. he's a guy who's after doing an awful lot as well over the last couple of oh, years oh big time yeah big time you know, he's, he's very very good yeah. water guitar player as well oh yeah what was the name of his band again um, Dichotomy Dichotomy yeah they were Jesus class. they were savage yeah they, they were s- they were very good very so, come here, what's the name of the new EP? Have you called it that, yeah? Uh, yeah, we called or it. Or do you want to keep it under wraps? Or... Keep it under wraps uh, if you want. That's no, okay. we'll, we'll call it. We've, we've settled on the name uh, Inglorious. Okay. Just, I, don't, like, I don't know why. Is there... It was just like, yeah, we <laughs> We have a song called Inglorious Bastards. Well, then, there so, you go. Yeah. So, we just called it, called it Inglorious. But we have everything done. We're just waiting for the... We're waiting to get the tracks back and then... Like all our artwork is done, t-shirts is done, leaving the, the booklets inside that go into the CDs. Like yeah. that's that's all done. So we're just wait, once we get the once we get the mixes back and we're happy with them, got a mastering, get that done. Then we get it all of it put together, get the CDs replicated. That's really the hard part. It you know is, I mean? and then the waiting all the little, all the all the little bits and kind of waiting around and you know. But we want to make sure that it's you know we're not letting anything that doesn't get an A plus from everybody. On yeah, on the record like no way like and we said that because you know when we listen back to the mixes or when we listen back to the tracks that we laid down we were like yep yeah. we had to we made sure that like everything was the way we wanted so hopefully now please God when it, oh, when it gets when, when we get it when we get it back hopefully people dig it and people think it's think it's good so who did your artwork uh, Maggot Meister okay the same guy who did the artwork for all the psychosis stuff lovely yeah so, so uh, yeah it's good. Top very very top good. Shit, yeah, like. really really good and um, like the guy he did the the artwork for the album the psychosis album and he's done like we got the like the driller killer t-shirts yeah. done. he did that and we did the beat season t-shirts done he did that as well but he's done artwork for so many people like i didn't know he did i think he did artwork for uh uh hyrax oh wow yeah you know the album immortal legacy Absolutely. He, yeah yeah he did that so he's, cool. he's it's great pretty to be, good yeah like, it's great to have that kind of someone in your association yeah it really yeah, is like, so so we hopefully see that out next year. Hopefully, next year is the next month. Next anyway. year or two months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were kind of hoping for 
before the end of the year, but I think it'll be probably like early early 2018 when it finally comes out. Fingers crossed. Finally, because I tracked those drums when Megadeth played here in the Tree Arena. Really? Like, yeah, like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but here, look, two, two, three years ago. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, yeah, you still, still around, you still have a presence. Yeah, yeah. we're just, t- well, I think the next gig, next gig is in, um, I think it's in Alexander's in Lisbon on December the 8th. Oh, right, so okay. So we'll be playing with Good Mates Catastrophe as well. Oh, yeah. Also actually killing that at the moment. Catastrophe, yeah. yeah. Well, what I'll do is, I haven't done it before, and I'm going to start I start doing it. I'll link your, like, St. Slaughter to the, the, you know, to things on my podcast page and that kind yeah, of stuff. And yeah. I'll link links to your Facebook page. And I, I, I always, you know, I always hear a podcast lads doing that yeah, and I yeah, keep forgetting yeah. to do it as I always say I'm still learning I know I'm into show 4 or 5 now whatever but <laughs> hey I'm getting there but that's cool man that's sounding good like I watched I listened to the one you did with Darren Keller at Warpath and I was just like oh, yeah I would love to do something like this like, yeah. like daily. So, yeah. well I'm delighted you came on like you know cause, like, cause I'm said, delighted you had me man look the way I look at it is we're trying to we like as I said, I'm, I'm, you probably hear me say, I'm, I think we should all help each other out yeah definitely you know, yeah, no matter yeah. what yeah. genre of what metal it is it's Irish metal we're yeah. representing the country exactly. like I love seeing fucking Warpath playing in another country or yeah. you Psychosis or whoever it may be yeah. animator playing the Vacant Battle Jesus, those that was great those lads are something else as well oh, they're, they're fucking brilliant like, yeah, you know? unbelievable now I wonder if they get their finger out and do a podcast with me now that's another thing I reckon they would you know, yeah. I don't know like so causes have to do them when they don't have they will. Get them nice and drunk and then <laughs> I'm surprised you're doing this so Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must like me. Uh, yeah. Well, we can laugh hard, but So uh that's cool. So um we are ch- we'll be checking out this new Saint Slaughter. Yeah, we, um, that is. <laughs> and come here. Have you played any other gigs of that you've you've? What's your favorite gig you've played with Saint Slaughter? Favorite gig I played with Saint Slaughter. Jeez, mother of Christ! If um, you can think of one, if you can. Remember think. those? We did a we did like a benefit for a youth suicide prevention a couple of years ago. Okay, and it was like I think it was shortly after we got home from Bloodstock 2014. Right, and probably the biggest crowd we've played in February. The Upstairs, it was fucking round. That's solid. great when that happens. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was very, very good. I think that one kind of sticks out for me. And then there was uh, playing down in the CDP in New Ross. That was pretty cool. That was probably top three sweatiest gigs I've ever played. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Did you have a towel at least. Oh, I had a t-shirt. That was about it. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. Actually, the animator lads came down, checked us out, and then we went down on the piss with themselves. Deadly. It was a good crack. Mullingar. Play Mullingar with Zora, actually. That was pretty cool. So, as well. Whereabouts in Mullingar did you just play? Uh, the Stables. Oh, God. I yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had a gig there years ago. I just... I know. Like, I'll just, I just tell you little stories as we're going as well. Mm. Um, we were playing... I was in a band called Chosen. I don't know if you ever remember Chosen, mm. right? Not a lot of people remember us, but... Uh, you know, remember Larry who was in my band? Do you remember Larry? My uh, the big yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were in Chosen together and we were playing in the stables. And this, we were playing our set and my partner was videotaping us or whatever she was doing. But there was these guys behind her, two girls and a fella, yeah. making fun of her. And we could see them fucking doing this. Really, yeah? And uh, uh, they were like even making, doing gestures and all this kind of stuff. And like, not not appropriate things. And Larry and me saw this in the hills where we were finishing our fucking set. As soon as the set comes off, the two of us leg it down to them. Up by the throat. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then he's like, what's going on? I said, these guys are fucking making blah, blah, blah. But uh, the sound engineer was like, they didn't do anything. Like, you know. So the one memory I have of that place was that it was a kip. Right. And that they, they, it just didn't go down too well. Right, yeah. And we were going to kick everyone's head in because they were like abusing our lane. I think, actually, I think one of them might have uh, pushed her or something, I think. Oh, really? I think that's uh, what happened. I think that's why we got so incensed. But right. yeah, the stables, God, we actually played in a bandstand down there once as well. <laughs> in, in, in the stage, Mullingar. Actually, oh, in the in a bandstand in Mullingar. Yeah. In the stage, like, no, oh, in, right. in, in a bandstand. Like, in a, in and, like, and I had like a, a, like a, 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 a yeah, in Mullingar. <laughs> surrounding That's it. And we were the only metal band playing. <laughs> and they kept putting us later on in the bill. Was this chosen or two tails? Chosen. <laughs> and then as soon as we finished playing, I had to leg it for a train to get back to, for work the next God. day. I was in work at five the next morning. That's what you do when you're in bands, you know. Yeah, like a basement hazard. Um, so you've, so you've recently, well, it's a, you're, you're not, you're not that new anymore. I'm not new anymore. You're the honeymoon period is kind of yeah. gone. Like you're drumming for Psychosis now, who, as I said, are one of the best bands in the country. Yep. You know, yeah. Well, you know, t- two bands you know to have fun are fucking <laughs> Warpath and Psychosis. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell me a bit how you how that happened, and if if you can tell that me a bit about the band Shane, as well. Shane, uh, unfortunately, had to had to step away from the band because just for like, you know, family life and work and all day, whatever else. So he had to kind of you know back down, and then he was the one who actually said, you know, get Tom. So I got a call off Jay one day, and he was like, "Here, do you want me up?" Where do you work? And I was like, oh, I'm working at, just back when I was working at Capitalina, yeah. up in Bank of Ireland. And uh, he rings me, I mean, lunch break and work. He was like, yeah, what's the story? Do you want to uh, be up in Dunleary and Weatherspoons for a couple of points? And I was like, yeah, yeah, grand, whatever. So uh, I got Dunleary after work, meet up at the, meet up with, I'm sitting there in Dunleary across from uh, Weatherspoons on some bench. And uh, Tony fucking comes walking down the street. And I was like, oh, it's crack. Uh, you meeting up, a, you meeting up Jay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to buzz in, get a point or whatever? And then we ran into Jay coming down the street. So it was like, all right, Grant. So it was kind of like, what, what the fuck is going on here? You like, have <laughs> no idea. Yeah, at this stage. I, fucking, I, like, I kind of had like some idea, but I wasn't sure. Like, yeah. And um, we're sitting down, have a couple of points, and then Grant comes in. And I was like, all right, where's, where's Shane? What's going on? The lads are kind of talking for a while. And they were like, all right, Grant, so do you want to know why you're here? And I was like, well, yeah. And they were like, right, Shane had to leave the band. Do you want to... Do you want to be in the band? And then Jay pulls out a copy of the album and just slams it on the table and he's like, learn that. Deadly. So I was like, Ooh, okay, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I couldn't believe it. I was very, very, very humbled that I was able to be part of it, you know what I mean? Like, of course. You know, I think just the lads, I've known the lads for a couple of years and gone well with them and went to every show because I loved them, the music and went to every show that they played and just, you know, got really well with them. It was cool to kind of see them kind of See, like, appreciate kind of what I do as a drummer. I don't think I'm that good. I really, I really don't. I really, really don't. Get the fuck out, man. <laughs> I, really, I really don't. I think I just, you know, I'm, you know, I never went out to impress anybody, you know. I'm kind of doing me thing. And, you know, if people dig it, cool. You know, that's cool. what makes you an even better drummer when you're, when you, when yeah. you feel, when I mean, you're that way about it. Like, yeah. But uh, it was cool to see the lads kind of say, you oh, know, we watched all your drum cams. And, you know, Shane watched them. And he, even he was just like, yeah, he's definitely the guy. You know what I mean? And I was the better drummers than me. You know what I mean? Like Dave uh, Mahoney, out of Twisted Rats, yeah. filled in for them at uh, Metal Days. Right. And I was like, which is not how that's Dave out of Twisted Rats or Bradley of Animator. And Jay was kind of making the point, you know, think of a drummer as a pair of pants. Right? right? <laughs> Some pairs are too big. 
some pairs are too small, but you're just, you, you're grand, like, you fit, crack-wise, yeah. chops-wise, you fit, and I was like, grand, all right. Well, there so, you go, they obviously knew what they wanted, yeah. and they, they knew you were the person for it, and it's, you know, so and I was, I, I was, it's still like, you can't kind of believe it, but it's, it's well, cool, it's, like, it's, it's, you're in there now, <laughs> yeah. and you're kicking ass, you're so kicking fucking ass, I love Thank it. You. Thank you. And, um, I always find Grant a, a deadly frontman, you know. Yeah, he is, he's, he's, ugh, he's. Absolutely, absolute cold hearted shredder machine. <laughs> yeah, but there's something for everyone in that band. That's yeah. what I love about it. Like you know, tell me about the um, psycho beer. That was a thing. <laughs> All right, okay. So I don't really know about it as much as like the lads because the first time the lads did it was in 2014 when yeah. they in the melt of the masses. And what they were, they were basically they were just trying to incentivize people to come and watch them at Bloodstock, and then you got a free beer. Which that's what, what it was. Tony was the lads. Well, I don't know if. Tony did it all himself, or the lads kind of. Tony probably tell you he did it all. Himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know, but anyway, don't kill um, me, Tony. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like it couldn't have worked. I don't think it could have worked out better for them because they were the last. They were the last band on. No, how did it work out for them again? They were on at three o'clock on the New Blood tent okay. on the Sunday. Oh wow! Right? And we'll never forget because it fucking pissed rain all day no literally all day on the Sunday 2014 it's <laughs> fucking last rain and they were, in their inter- they were doing their interview I was watching them. it was like okay we have free beer that's that's, that's number one right we're on at three o'clock and the thing is like they were at, they were on at three o'clock in the Ubla tent on the Sunday all the music on the main stage was done all the music on the Sophie Lancaster stage was done they were the only band on at wow. three o'clock on the Sunday like so perfect time people were just like okay only band only, only music happening Free beer, lashing rain. Fuck it. Yeah, what's yeah. not to like about that? Yeah. So yeah, he was like Tony was like you could be standing outside, of, uh, like a like a you know a, like a fast food place getting absolutely soaked waiting for food, or you could be in watching them with a free beer in your hand. Yeah. So no fucking brainer, like. No, no, and then no. I think twenty sixteen, I think we did way more. Way there was more a lot there. of beer there was a night. Lot. I got, nearly got knocked out twice it was gas like we, I, I had to buy like 400 like 250ml orange juice bottles and they're like fruit bottles but the yeah. caps on them are like that they're, they're ridged right, right? right we threw a beer out right and some guy sent us a picture right some guy got a beer in the forehead but the ridge on the cap had left oh. it imprinted oh, hey. <laughs> oh my god but uh, yeah that was good I remember like the day before and we uh, me Grant and Jay and Tony were just in his gaff just like, filling bottles of beer like putting like a spoonful of sugar in shaking them and yeah. putting them in the box it just all took us absolutely ages to get it all done packed and ready to go like, but now here's what I wanted to ask tasted like shite though but it was did all it? yeah <laughs> well come here did you, just, did you just bring it on the ferry was it uh, yeah yeah, Tony did the uh, the psycho bus. Oh, the psycho so bus, yeah. it was like the first year. It was the first time he'd actually properly trialed it. He had an idea. He didn't know if it would work or not. So he basically got us to England for free. That's brilliant. So yeah, and he made. I think we made like he made like five five pound or five euro profit. Ah. So he was like, yes, it works. Profit yeah, margins don't something. care. It yeah. works. <laughs> he, so, yeah. I have to say uh, that that's another. Let's just do a cheap plug here for. Tony's Psycho yes, Bus. Psycho Rock, Bus. Rock, the Rock and Roll Bus or the Psycho Bus? Oh, I think it's the Psycho Bus. Psycho Bus. I've actually got his card in your wallet. Cool. Because um, we um, we use the services of some 10 months look. Yeah, we just gone to England or we yeah. just went to the stage? We went to the England. We, we did a few England. gigs in England. And it was fantastic. It was really good. Like, you know, and he's on the money. Like, he really is. Like, so. Yeah, he drove everybody over to Bloodstock this year as well. So I believe, he had yeah. To get, he had to get a bigger bus because it was like... 
that many people went yeah. to come fit them all on the bus he bought, so he had to actually get a end of a bus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's fucking, he's an absolute, he's an absolute madman, but a workhorse. Yeah. He works very, very hard. So yeah. Oh, you can tell. You can tell. He's, he's very hard working. Like. So that's yeah. Like if you if you're looking to get your your band transported around, even like, like yeah. cycle bus. Yeah. He's go for it. He's very very good. Again, very I'll, good. I'll try and put links up. And, Kind of oh story. yeah, yeah. I'll try. <laughs> if we don't, remind me, okay? Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I have to say, seeing as at Bloodstock that year, last year, yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Oh man, that was fantastic. And seeing you on that big stage, I know, I know, yeah, there's a bigger yeah, stage, was, but that, that was, was a fucking great show. I remember walking out on stage and just seeing that many people. I was like, oh god, I don't yeah. know what I could do. It was like, and Graham's like, you're fine. Just like run some cold water over your head yeah. and have a beer, you'd be fine. And it was but it was like, real. Again, it was a real proud moment for me. Yeah. For me. Seeing some of me, me, me fellow ah, country men playing, playing to that big of a crowd and, and having, having you, having everyone there, it was deadly. Yeah, that nah, was good crack. It was definitely good crack. It was raging. We didn't get any of the footage from it though. Was there no footage? Nah, we didn't. We didn't get the footage back. I think. Oh, was, that's a shame. Because your man, Let's Rock MN or whatever, he yeah. was meant to be there that year, and then he was dying of a flu, so we actually couldn't make it. Right. So there's no one to do the footage. So it was absolutely good. We couldn't get footage from it. Because it was it was a fantastic yeah, performance. Was I've seen I've seen videos on YouTube of like people with their like their their phone, yeah, like the camera on their phone, like in the crowd watching those, and it just looked absolutely bonkers. Like, it was mental. All, all this fucking inflatable shit getting flown yeah. around, and I was like, we were at the fun. side, uh, at the left hand side. It was fantastic. You know, like I mean, I'm, I'm too old for. Like I can barely Mosh. remember any of it now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm too it's old just, for Martian nowadays. I think we play. We must have played like 45 minutes set, but it went through like that. You know what I mean? It's like those gone. Like just. And that was a great. Like I. Yeah, it was what, great, we have it was That was a great year, wasn't it? That was what five was that year? Six months. Six Irish bands. It was six. It was like us yourselves, Slug, the Crawling, Slatan Era, and Rabbit Bitch. That was brilliant. Yeah. But it's cool to see like that Ireland for a, such a small country that it is like that much metal, uh, that much Irish metal at a one of the you know the, the best metal festivals in the world. Yeah. I think that's just you know it's we're still you know we can we can rock harder as as we can. as hard as anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know you look at all the big bands that are coming out of Ireland. Like you look at like Primordial, like Gamma Bomb, Alter Plagues, Krilkan. You know it's cool to see. They're all paving the way. In fairness, and yeah, it's cool but it's like see. I always said as well. Like those guys, like they're. They've done what they can, and they're doing really well, and they do well in yeah. other areas and all. But it's the likes of uh, yourselves, Animator, Warpack, even Slug, and even my band to a small degree. Uh, you know, we we pay, we're trying to pay the way for bands like uh, Called Arms and yeah, This Place Hell. These the boys are the new, new yeah. the new breed. We'll say, yeah. and Jesus, I'm. I couldn't be prouder. Yeah. Like, I saw it all when we did the Metal to the Masses, and they're fucking unreal. Yeah. I'm yeah. so proud of them. Cold Arms and This Place Hell are very, <clears throat> very, very good. Chops-wise, oh. uh, like, music-wise, even, like, even the lads themselves, like, they're just, they're so bang on, and really down yeah. to earth, really friendly. They never kind of, like, will talk shit about you because they don't like no. your band or whatever, you know what I mean? They're, they're good lads. Like, you know? Even uh, that band Sector, like, even A-Sect. I'd actually, oh, A-Sect, are just unbelievable. You know, like, these guys will be playing good stuff. Oh yeah, how they haven't already actually is beyond me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely beyond me. Um, I mean, I loved. I saw. I think I saw Shane Kern his last gig with them. Oh yeah. Oh god, it was nuts. Like hanging out with the sailor. Like, <laughs> mental. Hey, would you be? Are you surprised? Yeah, but, yeah. Well, he's like an Irish Randy Blythe. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I always said about him. He's like an Irish Randy Blythe, and you can see it in him on stage. Like you know. But uh, I think Mark is great as well. I think Mark's Mark's, Mark's very, a great. Mark's a very good vocalist. Very great good vocalist. Man. He's come on. 
and I don't mean I mean that in a great in a, in a positive way. Like yeah. you know, he's 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 added more to his yeah. repertoire, his arsenal, we'll say. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, he's a good front man. He's he very, really very good. He's That's it. Like good. I mean, we, like every band now, it's just open the game. Yeah, they're open yeah. the game, and it's even look at the likes of like a uh, like catastrophe are one band. I've seen them since the start, and I've seen them go through like maybe like a couple of lineup changes. They got a new drummer, uh, Connor Connor Middleton. There's your plug, Connor. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is just unbelievable. Like, he's very yeah. very good. But he, like it goes back to the whole thing about. What I said about Dave Lombardo and drummers and you know Paul Bostoff and them being yeah. a player and how a drummer kind of changes changes all your roots yeah. and stuff like that. Like they've become such a tight. I think they've become a tighter band. Not to discredit Mario. I thought Mario was great as well. They're all drummer, very very good. But I think that they've just they've become more cohesive as a band and they know what kind of what kind of sound and direction yeah. they want to go for yeah. and they've become tighter because of that. You know what I mean? But uh, they're they, I mean they did, like shortly after we came home from Bloodstock. Um, they went out and did like two weeks in the UK. Oh wow! And they played like they played fucking loads of places. They came and they came home, but they got their new EP on the way now, which I've heard and cool. it's pretty fucking yeah. Yeah, it's it's rad. Yeah, it's really really good. It's my it's again it's like hard, it's like it's my type of thrash. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, really like fucking fast and aggressive. That nasty stuff, don't yeah, you? you yeah. Um, like Razor, do you ever listen to Razor? No, Oh, actually. God. <laughs> it's just all screaming vocals and shit, is it? Well, uh, they're, from, uh, they're from Canada, but they have the song called The Martial Arts, and the, the scream at the start of the song goes on for like a good fucking minute and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, well, not maybe a minute and a half, maybe like a good like Still, it's 45 seconds to a Jesus. minute. Jesus. It's just absolutely, like, when you hear it, you're like, what the fuck? Like my head doesn't even think yeah, about that, yeah. man. That's the type of trash you like. love stuff like that. Um, so, you, as I said, like, um, you just recorded, didn't you? Psychosis was it? What was the last? What was the album you brought out? Oh, welcome to the Psycho Award. Yeah, now that was actually with Shane. I'm not actually on it. Oh, really? So you've yet to record with them, have you? No, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. We're actually we're how many songs deep are we for album number two? Um, because there's a lot of songs on this album that we play live. Right. No, sorry. There's a lot of songs we play live, but aren't on the first uh, album. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't play like General Waste live. Or no, sorry. We do play John Waste. <laughs> John Waste isn't on the album. Mutant Mass isn't on the album. Yeah. Uh, Beat Season isn't on the album. Okay. So I had like three of our... Like Beat Season in particular is probably the, the one that people nah, yeah. get wood going with for. Um, so we're trying to get those three on the, the second one. And then I think we've written... I think we've written... Fucking hell. Um, we've written... The new one is called... There's two new ones that are like we play regularly now. It's called Toss to the Dogs. Brainwashed. We have another one written, but we don't have a name for it yet. And okay. me and Grant are finishing another one again. Oh, cool! So we have like f- another four there ready to nice. go. So all we need to do is for the fourth one, put lyrics on it, and for the for the other one that we wrote, uh, we just need to kind of refine it a bit and just you know get get some lyrics for it and stuff like that. I think Grant already has lyrics for it, but uh, it's just get even like getting like Jay and Tony up on it as well because. Yeah. They've been busy lately, so they haven't actually been had time to kind of you know come to practice. It's just me, me and Grant kind of just writing stuff. Something I wanted to ask you. I'm gonna say I, I forgot asking a couple of the people this. When you start writing songs, yeah, how would you just go about writing songs? Because like, like I mean, I'll give, um, get, I'll give you an example. Like when when we write our songs, I have my lyrics. Like this book you see here, that's like that's got lyrics mm. in it. Mm. So my stuff starts out with poetry essentially, and then we bring it to the lads, and they have music and blah blah blah. Right. What way do you do? Uh, usually, like how we write songs, it's kind of 
Toss of the Dogs is weird because that was a riff that Grant had ages ago. And it was actually when I met up with him in, in Weatherspoons at that time, Grant was like, okay, we need to do, we're going to do something with this. This is the riff that I had an idea for. It was a really, really cool riff. We kept one of, it was a video and it was like, he, what he did was he got his phone and he got up YouTube and he put on like 180 BPM thrash metal drums right. and literally just played, played a riff to it. What the first thing that came to his head, and I was yeah. like, that's actually a class riff. Okay, we'll use that. And then it, it, it evolved into something else. So usually when we jam, it's kind of like either Jay will have a really, a really cool bass line or Tony will have a riff or Grant, Grant will have a, like a riff or some lyrics or whatever and we kind of... He'll, or even he'll just start playing this like we'll be kind of sitting around thinking kind of you know chewing up or whatever and then Grant will just start playing this mad riff and I'll start playing along to it and then Tony and Jay will you know, join in as well and then we get it on the we get it on the GoPro we're like wait, 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 do that again do that again <laughs> <laughs> don't forget it now <laughs> and we like the GoPro is the best thing I've ever bought but um, literally switch the GoPro on and then we'll watch it back and be like alright that was pretty cool do you reckon we could do something with this and they either say yeah or they'd say no if they say no Fuck it. To say, to say yeah, I'll just save it and then send it into the... Because we're all in like a WhatsApp group. Oh, so cool, we'll yeah. send it into the WhatsApp group and then everybody has it then. Everybody can kind of play along to it. So that's usually how we kind of... How we how we write. It's how we like to write, you know what I mean? Because we're writing all the time. So it's... I think it's like... It's one of those things where it's like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to start writing if you've never written before. You know yes. what I mean? Because you start writing and then it gets really hard and then you kind of get discouraged and then you stop and then you're maybe a couple of weeks later you're like oh I'm going to try and write that song again yeah. you got to write it again same thing happens gets really hard you get discouraged so I think it's it's one thing that's it's good if you're const- if you're constantly coming up with stuff yeah. it's much easier much than, easier yeah. you know stopping for a couple of weeks and having a complete fucking block you know what I mean yeah I know the feeling he has so he has so many riffs in his head that he's written that he can just bust one out anytime does he like, ever oh, like, record them on his phone and just keep them or? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But he has them all up there like you know what I mean you he trash lads he's <laughs> riff 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 after riff after riff I love it yeah. <laughs> tell me it's this all about riffs tell so many this. riffs the best riffs <laughs> <laughs> is there a little this is probably going to sound real like oh shut up Carly but no, I'm going to sound for a laugh like uh, is there a little like friendly rivalry between all the trash bands in Ireland? The big one, there is. Yeah, is it friendly or especially is between like us and Animator? I think. These are the big boys. Yeah, like, us, us and Animator. I think there is. I mean, we're looking at them. We like we love those lads. You know, I mean, they're like probably the best, like best mates of ours. Like, yeah. And um, we've gigged. I mean, we've gigged together so many times. Like, we played a uh, Unleashed Festival with them. Um, is that the one that just gone? Yeah, yeah. That we were meant to. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> people doing that okay. a lot. What's going on here? I don't know. I totally shouldn't have brought that up. Um, <laughs> sorry, being sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we played on Least Festival with them, and then we played up in um, Lisbon with them as well, and it's just go crack like. But Daddy. I mean, like we're looking at them now, just fucking like shit. We need to like up the ante, like seriously. Like yeah. they're 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 killing at the moment. We're like, we're really yeah, proud of them, like because you know it's cool to see them kind of fucking just doing their thing and yeah. kind of like just absolutely destroying the place. That I can say I love you all because I'm not kind of <laughs> you know. <laughs> even if it's even like the, it's, I think it's a good thing that this friendly rivalry. Of course, it very, makes, it's yeah. not, it's never a bad thing. You know what no. I mean. Yeah, rivalry is is different. That's different. That's different. Friendly rivalry is okay. Like I mean, we'd have friendly rivalry. Like Saint Slaughter would have one with like, like catastrophe and crossfire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing we have going. So it's cool. Like we have the bromance with Ten Tons Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. love. You yeah. know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a it's big healthy wedge of slime. You know, uh, yeah, slime exactly. and slime. You know, yeah. Um, Tell me, um, have have you played by any of the bigger bands, the big touring bands, with 
Psychosis since you've been with them, or? Um, well, we're doing Diamond Head at the end of this month. Cool. The 24th, no, sorry, 23rd in Dublin in Fibbers. And the 20th, I think the 23rd is like a Thursday night. And then the 25th, we're going down to Dolan's in Limerick on a Saturday night to play with them again. Oh, cool. And um, we opened for Sodom. In, How did that go? That was, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was, cool, it was, it was mad. Like, when, uh, it was ourselves and Scimitar that did it. And uh, I mean, Sodom are just one band I've been listening to for you know for years and years. Like I've been listening to them since I was like sixteen, so I was Savage. very very happy to get the, the support stuff for that. We actually got to meet them afterwards. And nice guys. Yeah, oh, they're bang on. Oh, yeah. it's nice when they're good. They're nice dealing. No, they're very very nice. But uh, yeah, that was cool. And then obviously Bloodstock, we got to play with. Um, we got to open for Phil Campbell, which was a big. Which one, was yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he, but he brought Dee Schneider out on stage as well. Yeah, seeing Born to Raise Hell was fucking mental. Like, that was cool. I remember me and Jay were watching. We had just taken all our gear down from the stage, and we were watching from the side of the stage, just like this is the most rock and roll thing we've ever <laughs> fucking seen. Like, Brilliant. Yeah, it was pretty rad. So well, that's cool. So um, the future's looking good for you, my friend. Hopefully, 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 some more, some more um, support slots on the way. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, if we get them, we'll be very, I'll be very happy. Of so, course, well, I'll, you know yourself. Maybe, I mean, maybe a tour thrown in there somewhere. Like, yeah, I mean, we just, we just. How hard is it? It's hard, isn't it, to get to get onto tours now? And yeah, especially the back leg of a tour, oh. it's very, very difficult unless you have an in with somebody. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very, very hard. Like, I mean, like, if there's a slot free, maybe it's a bit easier. But yeah, but if you're like, and it's all, is it just me or is there is it boy hands now? So there's a lot of boy hands. Yeah, I don't like, I'm not bad about that now. You know, like I, I agree with that at all. No. I think there's a boy. I think Annihilator come came here one time. I think Archer and Harlot were opening for them, but they bought onto that tour. And the boy on was like five grand. That's a lot of money for I a young band or for a, a, a local band, we'll say. Yeah. So like, I don't know. At the moment, I we would be happy just supporting bands if they come here. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, you know, if they said, "I oh, just want to come over to the UK with us for a bit of whatever," yeah, we do that. But like, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. I was, and um, myself and Sean were putting together a package for. Crowbar, right, yeah. John from Slug, yeah. before anything was announced or whatever. And we were hoping to try and get the whole of the UK tour. Mm. And when we worked it out, like it's expensive, it's expensive. And that yeah. was that wasn't a, it's not it cheap. wasn't a, it wasn't a boy on though. We were putting a package together, oh, it's like a tour package, yeah, to to give to them to say right, well, we don't need to actually book someone now. We have their their bands, but it's like it's so expensive, yeah. And so we can only imagine. Well, like a boy arm would have been like as well. Yeah. So, like no matter what, you, you you really do have to have the time, the money, and the effort. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. You know, like but if it's what you want to do, then I mean, I I'll never say to a band, "Oh, you bought onto a tour, you're an idiot." You no, bought onto a tour, no. you got. You obviously want to you, do. You, it. you got on a tour and you wanted to do it. I mean, yeah. that's that's fine by me. It's just I don't know. I don't really I don't really agree with it. But I mean, if if the band think it's the best thing that they 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 can do or they want to do or whatever, I'll be like, all right, fair enough, do your thing. Yeah, you know whatever. I, mean? yeah. to fucking I just I know, out. yeah, I know. I'd never be in a position to do something like that. Oh God, no, you know? no way. Uh, like I tell you, um, I love uh, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. Dri, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. my one of my favorite. Yeah, they're not really purely trash. Are they? Uh, they're kind of crossover. Crossover. Yeah. They would be and then like suicidal tendencies and yeah uh, SOD and fucking who else? I remember when I was a kid, I was listening mainly to Slayer and fucking DRI. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was listening to yeah. uh, Trash Art. That's my favourite song. Oh yeah, oh, or Beneath God. the Wheels, a really cool song as well. Oh, like. they're. <laughs> what well, was that thrash song or was it Four of a Kind? Four of a Kind, I think, wasn't was it? 
I think I'm not. I it's been so long now since yeah. I've been listening to them, but I just that would be my go-to song with them. And yeah. um, him, did you just play with Sacred Reich? No, that was animated. Wasn't On it? Or did, I think the Sacred Reich, but the lads actually did open for them, but like years and years ago, they performed my time in the band. Like um, Animator got to do. I think Animator did like two dates with them. They did Belfast. On the Friday night, uh, no, they did Belfast on the Saturday and Dublin on the Sunday, and then they went to Wacken on the Monday. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, oh my god, yeah. So, um, Bastards. yeah, <laughs> ah, big things for you, my friend. Worrying about that. Um, so, um, who who do they class as the big four of thrash? It's it's the it's the talking about that. Slayer and Anthrax. Yeah. Do you agree with that, or do you? Is uh, there anyone you I, take I, out? I, I, I do because like they're the biggest four. You know what I mean. But if I were to pick my own kind of big four from you know back then, I'd probably be like, if I were to pick like an old school, another old school of crash big four, okay. I'd be go like maybe Testament, Exodus, Overkill, and Death Angel. Yeah, maybe you know. Exodus are really underappreciated. Oh, Exodus are so fucking good. <laughs> Exodus are really, really good. Yeah, I'd love to see them at Bloodstock actually. I reckon they get Bloodstock twenty eighteen. They probably do. I reckon yeah. they would. They probably have a new album on the way. I think they're overdue at this stage. She's a poor old Gary. He's be working overtime. Yeah, like he's still with Exodus, isn't he? Yeah, but he's officially with Slayer now. Yeah, officially with Slayer. I'd love to hear him on the new. And I, I think Slayer have one more album in them. I think. I think they do as well. I know I've seen interviews with Camaroya and he's kind of him and Han. And yeah. Hopefully they, they I'd love because I actually like Repentance. It grew yeah, on me. I thought it was, yeah, yeah, it is a grower though. It, it very, grew. it really, really is. I think I, I found that with a. What album that, bro? Not hard, not hardwired. Hardwired wasn't a grower at all. That was, I was, no. I listened to that. Oh, Death Magnetic, you talking about? No. Oh, well, it took a couple of listens. Of Metallica? No, 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 no. It was another band. Gojira. Uh, Magma. Oh, Magma. Magma yeah. was a big grower on me. I think yeah. that took a couple of... You obviously had the, you had the hits. You had, like, uh, Stranded and you had uh, Silvera. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the rest of the album, it, t- it took a few listens for me to kind of really get into it. And then I did, and it was great. But it, t- it did take maybe one or two listens. The same with the new Havoc album, actually, Conformist. Right. That took a few listens. They had their hits on it as well. But, or the singles that they released. But the rest of the, the, rest of the album kind of took a while for me to kind of get into it. and it was that, that was with Repentless as well it does it, it, it yeah. does grow on you after a while but you need, uh, to, you need to listen to it a good few you do because like, I'm not get listening. into it like, yeah you know? I mean as I said I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of the, obviously one of the biggest Slayer fans going oh, yeah. his name is fucking Kerry King before <laughs> I mean was that intentional partially yes because we did like the name Kerry ah, right. and like I don't care like I was only talking to this about this to my friend last uh, two nights ago I know Kerry King is quite Samey as a guitarist, but I, what I like about him is he plays what's on the album. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and you, you knew what to expect. Yeah, Jeff Hanneman did, did his own fucking thing because yeah. he was that damn good. Like, oh, oh he was unbelievable, right? But you, like, that's what I liked about Slayer. You yeah. know what I mean? It was that you know that you're gonna hear exactly what Kerry King is playing, and he's good at it. I don't care what anyone says. Like, you know, his that man's right hand is just. Like, I don't know how he does it. He's probably one of the best rhythm players going. Yeah, exactly. He, again, like, he can't take away from him. No, from he can't. Him. He can't. He can't play a solo to save his life. No, but like, cool. that's it. Like, but he can write some good songs. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like. Um, And, like, Repentless, I know he wrote most of that. Yeah. And but that's uh, that's obvious, though. Yeah. And I like that. It does take a lot of does, getting used uh, to. Because you're, you're missing the Hanman riffs. Yeah. The, the writing and, and yeah. you know. But look, hopefully... 
they they let Gary Holt write on this next album. I reckon they will. It sounds uh, it sounds childish, doesn't it? At this stage, let him write on this next album. Uh, let him write, really. Imagine him though bringing some riffs into fucking yeah. Slayer. Oh, he's just oh. He's the man of God. I think Boz that would be able for him. Oh, I think he would. I think he'd be alright. I was so disappointed when we saw them at Bloodstock last year. Were you? Yes. Really? Why? Well, I've seen them about 12 times. You probably saw them so. with the original lineup, though, did you? I have, yeah. yeah. But I've also seen like them with Bostoff. I saw them in 94 with Bostoff. Did you? Now, Bostoff. Oh, I was probably like uh, Divine Intervention or something. Yeah. yeah. But I've seen them with a few times with Bostoff, right? Yeah. But like, the thing that annoys me about Bostoff is. He's a great drummer. He's a very, very good. But drummer. he's seems limited now. He's not Dave Lombardo. Though. No, and he, yeah, and that's. I, I was trying to get that out of my way <laughs> and saying, right, he, he, like, if okay, they got an old member back in. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. But please, if you can't play what Lombardo plays, don't try. He was very. Sl- I found he was very sloppy at Bloodstock. Yeah. Because like, what annoyed what annoyed me is it was some of my band members' first time. Saint Slayer. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was my only sim. Well, it was only my second time. So and I was more. very disappointed. But then at the, the flip side of that, we saw them in the Olympia. Remember when they played the Olympia? Yeah, yeah it was actually raising. And that was Kerry. Kerry was at that gig. Oh yeah. My Kerry, yeah. And she had her the headphones on. Yeah. But like, they, they were great. Yeah. So like it was obviously in what I considered was just a bad show. Mm. But Jesus, like the difference in the Olympia was brilliant. Like, yeah. and that, and I think that's when I start actually. Appreciate and repent this a little bit more. Really, yeah. I think it was from then, and now this mm. probably sounds really like it's a real daddy thing. Where like when me and Kerry, are, this is where Ke- me and Kerry hang out in the, in the King Walls Court and in the the, the servants areas, right? <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen. <laughs> Jeez. But, but what we do is we listen to Re- Repent. This is one of our albums that we. Oh, really? To. Yeah. yeah, she loves uh, Pride and Prejudice. That's our favorite song. Of the album. Great song, actually. Is that the, is that the one with the video where they're all in the in like the forest and the snow? Yeah, Kerry yeah. <laughs> King's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunglasses with a fucking the woolly hat. I love the video for ah, uh, oh, what song was it? The guy killing everybody. Oh, uh, you against you. Yes, that's br- there's like a trilogy of yeah. uh, videos that we just kill. Like you know, yeah, that's good. It's silly looking, but they're still good. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you if you were noticing I. Uh, there's a recorded question I asked, not the not the album one. All right, uh, and I didn't ask you this one because right, I, right. I, I don't want you to prepare for this one. All right, if, uh, one of my my my, my uh, John Mackin, the cranky bastard, <laughs> who was in my other band, Sacred Blues Band. Yeah, we were talking about because like it's a primarily a metal show, and we were talking about who he thought was good or whatever, and we were talking about Iron Maiden. Okay, right. Oh, is and, this the? Oh, did, you, did, you, did you ask this? I asked Darren, Darren this, Kelly, I asked yeah. Chris this. Right, yeah, I'm going to ask you this now. Right, go on, yeah. Do you think Iron Maiden are lyrically empty? Lyr- no, I don't think so. Why is that now? Because if you listen to like the likes of... Uh, what's it Two Minutes to Midnight is a perfect example of it. I don't okay. think there's any emptiness in those lyrics. Like, Kill for gain or shoot to name, but we don't need a reason. The Golden Goose is on the, news, is on the loose, but never out of season. Uh, Black and Pride still burns inside the shell of bloody trees, and you know that, those lyrics are just it's pretty good, unbelievable. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I mean every verse is like, a, like we oil the jaws of the war machine and feed it with our babies. I like that's. <laughs> I don't think there's any emptiness in that at all. Yeah. Like I mean, they're, I think they're far from lyrically empty. I agree far with you. Now but the thing about it is, I'm, of course, this is me winding up John for the next right as because <laughs> I, I, yeah. you know, he was like, but you, it, it, it's a, yeah, it's such an open mind, an open ended question, like you know, mm. but like. Hey, you made the comment on my podcast, so I'm going to ask my guests from now on. Yeah. yeah. So that's another no to that question, okay? <laughs> um, Tom, tell me your f- 
top five favourite albums? Top five favourite albums. Um, and I prepared you for this one. Yes, you did. You did. So, so I think I, did, I think I wrote them down on my phone. Have a look there. I'll have to have a quick look here now. But they are albums that, you know, I kind of, when I was getting into playing drums, I think they were ones that kind of really helped me kind of, you know, find, you know, what you know type of drummer I wanted to be. Yeah. You know I mean, so, but like in no particular order now. Um, Sepultura Benito Remains. Igor nice. Cavallari is just such a ferociously good drummer. Was. Ferocious. Well, was. Well, it still is, to be fair, I think he is. But his, particularly, on, a lot of people will say, you know, either schizophrenia or they'll say a rise. Uh, I love Benito, Benito Remains. Benito Remains. It's oh. my favourite Sepultura album, by far and away my favourite Sepultura yeah. album. I remember I, the, the first Sepultura song I ever learned how to play was Inner Self. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, That's the first song I heard on that album. Oh, well, yeah. I yeah. love that song. Well, the first song I heard was the song Beneath the Remains, but it was, I'll never forget, the first song I learned was Inner Self, and Animator had played Bloodstock 2015, and, Joey, if you walk, if you're coming from the New Blood tent, you have to actually walk past the main stage to get back to the camps, like, yes. and Sepultura had started, I think, 10 minutes before Animator finished, right, so Animator, we watched, we, me and all the lads were there, we finished watching Animator, we were walking back through the, uh, through the, the arena, Walking past the main stage, boom, they start playing in herself. And I was like, Are oh, you wait, that was perfect serious? timing. Serious. <laughs> I have to stand there and watch them. It was my first time seeing them as well, so I was like, I have to see this. Deadly. And then they finished the song, played a little bit fast, but I was like, ah, whatever, you know. And just, you know, I didn't want to stay around and watch them because we were going to do something else. And mm. I think we we're going to see another band in the, in the Sophie Lancaster stage. But yeah, Sepultura definitely beneath the remains. And I think, like, a lot of people will the whole thing like the, the, like I, I don't really listen to any Sepultura past Chaos AD. It's okay. not that I think Derek Green is shite or whatever, or he's a fucking bad person or whatever. I don't even give a shit. Um, it's just Sepultura after Chaos AD. Really, just it's not it's you know it's, it's not, not what me. you it's like. Not, it's it. not the same. You know what I mean? It's probably the same thing. And now maybe maybe the split with Mass Cavalera was for the better for Sepultura for some people and maybe it was for the worst for other people you know what I mean but for me it's just musically it's just not for me you know what I mean? that's understandable and it's yeah. the same thing I know you're talking darn about uh, the whole Cannibal Corpse thing like Chris Barnes or yeah Corpse uh, Corpse it's the same kind of it's the same kind of thing you know what I mean and um, what's the next one though the next one is Metallica Justice oh yeah, yeah you're yeah. on about just, it oh there's something about that album I swear to God, just the drums on that album are just a lot of people. Like I said, a lot of people give large shit, but <laughs> this album is just. I fantastic. heard the bass was very good on it, but no one has heard it. The bass. <laughs> <laughs> that's the weird thing about that album is because I listen to that album and I, you know, when you hear it, you kind of. I can't imagine it sounding any other way than the way it sounds. Know, you know what I mean? Because like, we're also used. We're to We're also it. used to it. So if I heard it sound, if I heard it added bass now, I'd probably be like, "No, oh, that's weird. That doesn't mm. sound right at all. Turn that off." Like God, yeah. I want to hear it, you know. But he was a great bass player, wasn't he? Jason. Oh, oh he was unbelievable. Like his stint in Voivod was really cool. But um, he was even the, like you know his like Flotsam and Jetsam. That's you know right, I mean? yeah. Oh, savage. That's I cool. think he was on. I think was he on Doomsday? I'm not sure. I think he might have been on Doomsday for the receiver. I'm not sure, but Jason used that was very good. But it was funny actually. I was watching an interview with uh, with Metallica, and they were talking about when they had to kick Jason out of the band. And Lars was kind of making the point, you know, by the time they had to kick Jason out of Metallica, Metallica had become the band that Jason kind of envisioned yeah. that what he wanted Metallica to be and it was almost as if Jason was like the sacrificial lamb you know what I mean like the last song he played live with them was Fate the Black no way yeah it was in somewhere in New York it was like Madison Square Garden or something like that and he was like I knew that like that was my last 
Jeez. performance with Metallica. Like, yeah, it was fucking mad. Like, but uh, they hazed him good. Like for ten years, he was very much so like still the fucking new guy because yeah. they were still so bitter after what happened to Cliff Burton and that. But um, well, we can only imagine what that would oh, do for them. Jesus. So I mean, maybe that was their way of dealing with it. Yeah. But like at the same time. They, he still, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah, but like they, I felt bad for him watching the interview. Watching those interviews, I was like, "Fuck!" Like they hazed you good. Like yeah. they didn't. They didn't leave you alone for a long time. You know what I mean? Is it like that with you and Psychosis? They didn't haze me that bad. <laughs> I don't know, so I was actually surprised. I was. They just. I don't know. They just were like, oh, you're in the band now. Cool. All I right. have to say, I, oh, you gave, for the first two years of Calvin's involvement with the well, we gave him an awful time. Oh, did you? Well, on and off for for the top of all this time, actually. He, he, I mean, for for our first gig, he wore like what was that? What, what, I can only class as like a sailor's outfit. You know, like wearing little like a, a vest top with like stripes and little yeah, insoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, he was short of wearing was a little sailor's hat, like oh, you know. Jesus. And yeah, we got no end of abuse for that. He did. But uh, he still kicked ass. Anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, Next uh, Slayer seasons in the abyss. Nice. Just you have to throw a bit of Slayer in there, of course. Yeah, like, you have to throw a bit of Slayer in there, kind of. yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Seasons again is one of those albums that just like the drumming is absolutely just like second to none, like just yeah. unbelievable. Like, and there's nothing overly flashy on it, but it's all it's amazing. just really hard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just really hard. But uh, uh Dave Lombardo was just an absolute beast, beast. Drumming, it's not too technical, it just works, you know yeah. what I mean? But even all the fills, like I said, the fills and the song scenes in the abyss, and then you have like, you know, like a really simple song, like uh, like Blood Red. I think Blood Red's probably I my favorite. that song. Blood Red's probably my favorite song oh, of the I album. That, that really whole album. Good. Yeah. Like, as I, like, I would know from Hello Waits right up, to, like from the album Hello Waits, right up to uh, Divine Intervention, uh, lyric for lyric, oh, all really? those albums, all, every song. Off by heart. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you ever want to start a Slayer tribute on Whatever, But anyway, yeah, so that's, yeah. Uh, Slayer. And I, like, I mean, like, uh, obviously, an honourable mention. Can I make an honourable mention? Of course you can. Appetite for Destruction. I'm sorry. Nice. Had to be Yeah, there. nice, uh, yeah. Um, even though I hate Axl Rose. But, uh, <laughs> Who likes him in fairness? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Death, Leprosy. The only album I can play all the way through. Leprosy. Leprosy. It was the first, I think it was the first album that I learned how to how to play all the way through. Nice. I haven't done it in ages now. But, um, you should. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have, to have a bash at it again. Like, I know the whole album, yeah. but um, it's yeah, the whole thing with like, skank beats oh, and stuff yeah. like that. It's just uh, it's constantly throughout the album and then like a few kind of fills here and there. And uh, Bill Andrews is just a great drummer. Great, great drummer. I love, uh, I think I said it to Darren last week, I love that band. Oh, they're my favourite band Spiritual Healing of all time. And, and Leprosy are my favourite albums. Leprosy's a uh, Spiritual Healing's a really good album as well. See, I love his vocals back then. Yeah, he kind of got higher as they went on. Yeah, I was not into that. But I, I think the cool thing for me about Death is because, you know, on their earlier on their like earlier albums, it was very much so kind of gore-themed and very, you know, like yeah. fucking baptizing blood off fucking yeah. Spring Bloody Gore. Great, yeah. But once it gets to, once you hit spiritual healing, they start talking about more kind of social stuff. That's yeah. a problem in society. Like, uh, living monstrosity is about cocaine abuse amongst pregnant women. Wow. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like a really, really fucking big thing. <laughs> and then as their albums went on, each of their songs became more like an in-depth study of social interaction and human behavior. And like, you know, yeah. behavioral patterns amongst people. Which I thought was really, really cool. I think they did death metal with a lot more kind of... 
the way they approach death metal as opposed to the likes of like Morbid Angel which I love I love Morbid Angel I love Cannibal Corpse yeah. I love Carcass I'm a huge death metal fan but the way death approached death metal they kind of approached it with a bit more sophistication you know yeah, what I mean yeah. they had a bit more intellect about their music and their lyrical themes do you think they got like a bit that. more avant-garde-ish as, as the albums oh, certainly I think which is uh, I, I, Sound I mean, of Perseverance I, mean I, I think Sound of Perseverance I think they did a little bit I mean, when people say they like Death and they say, oh, I was like, well, what album do you like? And the first album they say is Sound of Perry Freedoms. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, don't say that. God, don't say that. Great <laughs> album. Really, really good album. But it seems to be the one that everybody just jumps on automatically, you know what I mean? I, so I have to say, I like uh, Flesh and the Pair of Holes. Flesh, oh, don't, that don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic album. Like, Hayden's type of vocal goes out the window for me for that song because it suits it perfectly. But, yeah. you know. Even the cover of Painkiller on that album. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like that's the only way you could hear that. Like it's, it's crazy. Fantastic! Though. It's a very great yeah. cover. I love. So obviously, like I, I still think I'd kind of prefer the priest version, but the death oh, yeah. version is just unbelievable. Like, I do prefer the priest version. And it was cool. Like even like, they sound so. They're my favorite band ever. Like, but they sound so different on each album. You know yeah. what I mean? They musically they sound just a, a dynamic band. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're every album sounds completely different. Like if you listen to. If you listen to like Scream Bloody Gore, it sounds nothing like no. in individual top parts, yeah. you know what I mean? So just He had a knack for getting amazing musicians. He did, didn't he? he really, really did. He, he did. Really did. Like he had like the, the lads from Cynic, he had like uh, Sean Reiner from Paul Masvidal and then he had like James Murphy and then he had yeah. fucking like Gene Hogan for two albums, he had Richard Christie for That's another great musician. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. But he had Richard he had him for uh Santa Perseverance. So he just had this thing for just getting all these um, like people yeah. who are absolutely like at the to- at the top level at the time anyway. Like, yeah. Just oh, I don't know how he did it. And do you how do you uh, how do you feel about that whole uh, was it DTA? I saw that three times and loved every single time. Did they do a good uh, service they, to, to they really They really really do. I'll never forget my first time seeing them. It was actually on the Human tour, and uh, they had the lineup was like Max Phelps from Cynic who ended up pretty much becoming Chuck Schuldner like that man the way he carried himself on stage how really? he sounded how he held his guitar he played the exact same guitar the BC Rich Stealth like, oh wow he, oh, man he was it was like watching them but it had the first time I saw them was like Sean Reinert Paul Masvidal Richard no not Richard not Richard Christie um, Steve DiGiorgio who's now actually in Testament as well yeah uh, after Greg Christian got fired uh, and um, so it was Max Phelps Paul Masvidal Sean Reinert and Steve Georgia, and it was just again some lineup unbelievable it was so good but I remember like, they played a lot of the stuff they played was off human okay and um, before they played Cosmic Sea they dropped down it was in the academy they dropped down this projector screen and started showing like old interview footage with Chuck Schuldner okay. and then they lifted it up and they started, Steve started playing Cosmic Sea it was, yeah. really, it was really really cool and then the second time I'd seen them was second yeah the second time I'd seen them was at Bloodstock 2015 how did that go down it's fantastic yeah. it was on the it was on the symbolic tour I think okay and they played like no no maybe that was the oh, which fucking time was that shit I think it was fuck I can't remember now <laughs> I think it was the second or third time I'd seen them on because I know I'd seen them I'd seen them in the academy as well we actually hung around outside and we got to meet Gene Hogan which was pretty good cool. oh deadly um, but yeah that was amazing 
they played like a lot of they they played like overactive imagination. So I thought I'd never get to hear that song yeah. live, and then they played it. I was lost it. Savage. Um, but they played like the philosopher. Like, actually, I actually opened with that. Oh but, wow! Uh, yeah, but the lineup for that was like Bobby Caldwell, Gene Hoagland, um, Max Phelps, and Steve Jordan. It was really good. I actually think I preferred the times I'd seen them with Gene Hoagland than with uh, Sean Leonard. Yeah. So, yeah, because they like, favorite drummer. So I'm just like you know happy days. Un- unbelievably. Like, so have you any other? Is that your five albums? Is it? That's, that's my four. five, yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's my Jesus, five. Jesus, we could talk for hours. We could. Yeah, I know. But I think we're going to uh, we're going to let you go. I know. Or maybe would you I come know. up? Would you come up for another one at some point? At some point, I may. Because what I have, what I'm thinking about is doing is uh, getting John in with all the people who are saying no about the Iron Maiden thing. Oh, really? And have a little round table Get them all to roast them, like. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll have a little, like, and then what I'll do then, I can ask another question then. As yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll put that question to bed. So maybe in a few weeks, yeah, you know, in the new year, maybe sometime we'll get you up for a little small mm. uh, discussion and uh, we can trash out, <laughs> trash out who's going to be right or wrong. Well, it's the people against John, so... <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Listen, this has been fantastic. Thanks so much for, Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. It was pretty good. Um, I look forward to seeing what you do with the, with both of your bands. Deadly. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Carl. Folks, I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye.